1: Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals.
2: Stand by. Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen.
0: Royally Obsessed is back and we have a lot to catch up on this week. I'm Roberta. I'm Rachel. And you can follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And that's where we're putting our latest updates of our Hang out, our in person meetup oh, this
1: week. What a joy <laughs> to see you. And I, I told you, I was like, I just want to film video of you working across from me because it was just so wonderful to be side It was so
0: nice to meet up. And also, you can shop royally obsessed merch. We have sweatshirts and totes at shop.royallyobsessed.com. Anything else? Oh, email us at infogallerypodcast.com. I always forget that. And now, Rachel, what do we have on top for today? Like you said, there's a lot.
1: The queen, the queen at the Royal Horse Show. I love these surprise visits from Her Majesty. Paddington Station. And Paddington Station. Oh, my gosh. A vision in yellow. We're going to talk about that. Harry and Meghan's four-year anniversary. I can't believe we're already like – it's just – Time flies. The Cambridges and a potential event with Tom Cruise. I feel like Tom Cruise is going to come up quite a bit in this episode, actually. (laughs) And this is exciting. It's also royal adjacent. You guys will love it. A conversation with Maya Macheta, the costume director from Downton Abbey, A New Era, which Roberta and I had the privilege of seeing, and it is fantastic.
0: We were blown away. We're big time huge fans, big time Downton fans, Rachel and I, from the TV series all through the first movie. And the sequel is amazing. Like, I think sequels are really hard. They're so hard hard. to follow up uh, the movie, and it was incredible. So, but first, sipping? sipping... And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. This wonderful Queen Elizabeth themed cocktail. Well, this was the reason we got together. We got to try it at Queen's Yard. It's at a restaurant in Hudson Yards. Queen's Yard is the name. And it's called The Purple Lady. In New officially. York City, we should say. Yep. And <laughs> it's it has plum liqueur, gin, lemon, and egg white, and Queen Elizabeth's face on the drink. They're having also – Queen's Yard in New York City is having a special royally-obsessed cocktail for the Jubilee coming soon. So if you go there, try to order the royally-obsessed cocktail. Rachel and I are super thrilled for this. Definitely order The Purple Lady as well. You can see it on our Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast for the whole video and our experience at the restaurant.
1: Yeah. And it was equal parts weird and wonderful to sip with her face like emblazoned on the top, right, Roberta? <laughs> I like loved it, but then I was like, I didn't majesty, want to mess up the I'm face. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like rice paper,
0: though, and they had a, a image of it, and it's really it's beautiful. So if you stunning. haven't seen it, go check it out on
1: our Instagram, Royally Obsessed Podcast. Rachel, we have a wonderful listener email as well. Yes, I'm going to read it. This is a note from Claudius, and we shortened it here for time's sake, but he wrote, I just wanted to say your recent podcast was great. Here are my thoughts on what author Tina Brown said. Number one, he said, I think Tina completely misunderstood Meghan. There's no shred of evidence that Meghan had a problem with being a senior working royal. Meghan simply needed the love and support from the royal family and palace officials in order for her to carry out her royal role. She didn't get that support, and it led to some major issues. Number two, I do think Tina made a very good point about Diana. Diana was a royalist, and she wanted both William and Harry to lead the monarchy into the future. Harry being pushed out of the firm, in quotes, and Harry and William's relationship being so broken must have Diana turning over in her grave. Really great Those feedback. Those are some good points. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, for us, it's just always so good to have multiple perspectives on the podcast and we really valued Tina's. But I agree that there are complexities that were absolutely glossed over in terms of the rashness of Harry and Meghan's exit. What do you think, Roberta? Totally.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I also wanted to talk quickly before we get into this week in real history about this is changing gears a little bit, but our Jubilee plans because one of the things we really want to do was collect our audience's best wishes for Her Majesty. And so... I don't know if you guys seen, but on Instagram stories, there's a option to click a link and submit a voice memo to us under 10 seconds. We would love to toast to her majesty with all of you. And so please, if you have a chance, record 10 seconds, best wishes for the Platinum Jubilee and submit it to us. We'll reshare that this weekend and then we will collect them and see what we all get. So the link will include in the podcast description Perfect. this week, as well as Instagram, and we've already gotten some amazing responses, some from Australia, which are just like such a joy to listen to, and we're hoping to include that in an upcoming episode. So I mean, we're like two weeks us- out. I know, and include your name and location. I want to definitely say that. Also, our jubilee plans, Rachel, we're still working those out, but we do have exciting giveaways coming up on the Instagram as well. So stay, so make tuned sure you're for more following Roy Leaves Us Podcast. Yes. We're going to have some – I mean, the giveaways. You wanted to keep one yourself. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. So good. Get excited. All right. Flashing back. This week in royal history.
2: And now, this week in royal history.
0: Four years ago, like you mentioned, how has it been four years? Time truly flies i just feel like they just got married may 19th 2018 the wedding of prince harry duke of sussex to Meghan markle duchess of sussex then at their wedding was announced at saint george's chapel here's a quick clip from that so Givenchy, it is
2: that was another well-kept secret
0: And Robin, as you said earlier, I don't think you can underscore the point. She's walking into this chapel, into the nave of the church on her own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I remember where I was. Do you remember where you were, Rachel? Yes. You were I was this?
1: with an. Pretty newborn Finn. I remember, oh like, gosh, I was watching right. and writing and reporting, but I just remember being so blown away by what a beautiful day it was at Windsor Castle. Like the sun and just the whole scene of it all, and them in the carriage was so. Yeah, it was so magical. bright, and I remember being so bleary eyed. What like, about you? Where were so you early? watching from? Yo, know,
0: I w- I woke up in my Hell's Kitchen apartment, and oh God, Hell's you know, Kitchen.
1: I remember when you lived got there on the
0: computer to cover it, and it was just it was magnificent. But so the four year anniversary gift, I wanted to tell you this. The traditional gift is the linen or silk which silk could be kind of sexy, steamy. yeah. yeah. I don't know. Or linen could just be like new sheets, which yeah.
1: Is just very normal, but also practical. <laughs> but
0: it, yes, very practical. And it seems like they are probably going to have a low key anniversary. They're gearing up for that overseas trip for the Platinum Jubilee that's coming up They're quick. They're also busy also with all those polo matches too. Lots so. of polo watching. And then we heard that there was a James Corden play date with the James Corden's kids and Archie and Lily. So that's really fun. I do love that friendship. I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite part of the wedding?
1: Uh, my favorite parts, there were parts. Can I say a few? Um, okay. Yes, you can you can have a few parts. Well, I think I always, when I look back, I just vividly remember the floral entrance, just how beautiful that was. You know, I think about Beatrice's it was wedding. Mostly the greenery. flowers were a real yeah. centerpiece, and I think of that as, you know. St. George's Chapel as well, but also the arrivals at Harry and Meghan's because we had that real mix of Hollywood and Royals. So So I just had such an obsession with George Clooney and Amal and Amal's, in particular, Amal's marigold colored dress that she wore. It Was that the same year that La La Land came out? This is a weird tangent, but marigold dresses, marigold as a color was just really in. And so I remember just searching everywhere to find anything in that hue based on Amal and that moment. But- and Oprah and Serena. Yeah, and Oprah Beckham. and Serena there were so the many suits stars. Cast. There. Yeah. Like I remember the suits cast was giving so much behind the scenes, and I'm still disappointed I wasn't watching at the time. But other than that, like I just feel like I loved their wedding, but that exit where they were, you know, the the Diana cocktail ring, them in black tie attire. This was like when they were on their way to the reception. That is always one of my favorite parts of the day. The Stella McCartney dress. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is like my favorite. Her of shoulders, all time. like just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah.
0: What about you? What about she, you? What were your favorites? The ice blue jaguar exit. My favorite, one of my favorites is Doria because mm-hmm. I think she was just so beautiful in that light mint green Oscar de la Renta, which later it was revealed by the designers of that, that Megan really wanted to incorporate an American designer. So I thought that was a really nice way to do that. Also Harry tearing up when they sang a hymn from Diana's funeral. I mean, oh, that was like yeah. in front of the cameras and just a really touching nod to his mother. Um, we got all those reveals about the West Coast rap playlist from Egypt's Elba. Oh yeah, that's And then the those best. behind the scenes moments from Omid's finding freedom, oh, Omid yeah. and Carolyn Durant. There's like the reception stuff I thought was just so, you know, eye opening because we just didn't know any of this. Like there was James Corden dressed up as Henry VIII to give like some comedic performance. Megan also gave a speech herself at the reception. And then the table names. I thought this was really cute. They were all different types of herbs and spices or food that was pronounced differently in America versus Britain. So it had different pronunciations like tomato or oregano were or like the table names, which is really cute and So inventive.
1: And yeah. Yeah. I liked that. I need so. to rewatch it in full. I feel like I need to. <laughs> just should we like do that? Maybe should we, we should just do it. Like, wedding yeah. yeah. <laughs> next time we meet in the office, let's just get a conference oh, room nice. and just do that instead of
0: working. <laughs> we should do lemon elderflower cocktails cuz that was their cake. Too. Why not? I'm in. I have well, let's let's talk about this later. Yeah. We'll talk about this Lots right to after. Plan. <laughs> This week, we have what the Royals have been up to. We're going to quickly go through that and then our two big stories of the week. So first, we just had this announcement. This is out of left field. Weird, right? Fergie signed a 22 book deal with 22 books with an Australian publisher. Three of them will be young adult. The first one is actually out really soon. It's the end of June and it's called Demon's Land. It's a young adult novel. How does she have time for all of this?
1: 22 is a high number, like to promise up front. (laughs) I just was impressed like having uh, you know we wrote a book it takes a lot of time obviously ours was yeah. non-fiction but like it's just fascinating to me
0: i also feel like is she like seems like this might be they need money i don't know it just feels weird with the timing of all the andrew stuff and like yeah what are the finances books, like yeah are they desperate i don't know anyways moving on camilla and mary berry announced the platinum pudding winner you know that i'm super tuned into this story because i love the great british bake-off and all things baking and the winner is gemma melvin 31 years old which incredible accomplishment she beat out 5,000 other entries and in her winning platinum pudding is a lemon swiss roll in amaretti trifle the connection to the queen she said is that the queen served lemon pudding at her own wedding
1: oh smart sweet. play into the audience yeah. i'm curious yeah. if anyone listening is going to make a platinum pudding for the jubilee if you do please send us a picture because <laughs> we want to see it and maybe we'll whip i one heard on it's ourselves. incredibly
0: incredibly complicated okay. and it makes it makes enough for 20, which means... You oh, so maybe you
1: like, need to be hosting
0: like a big shindig. I don't know. You need like an industrial size oven for this. But okay. yeah. Incredible. I mean, this is amazing. Charles and Camilla are also in Canada this week. They're covering 2,000 miles, which includes Newfoundland, Labrador, Ottawa, Yellowknife. There are, you know, as the past two royal tours have shown us there are some controversies there's a call for reparations from the anglican church of which we know queen elizabeth is the head of that because the that you know the anglican church did run schools and there have been so many reports devastating reports of the abuse widespread abuse of indigenous children there so you know it's like a royal tour these days is is just there's a lot that they have to address when they yeah, do. Yeah, I was
1: reading some of Charles's remarks. Just you know, to say I did feel like they seemed a little bit more prepared and it felt more uh, in depth. What his discussion of the of the yeah complicated issues around like he it. Did so his homework. Yeah, yeah, versus what we saw from the Wessexes. So hopefully they're right. learning and pivoting because that's what needs to happen. Absolutely. Okay, should really. we talk about the Queen? This is so exciting that <gasps> we saw her so much this week and she looks amazing. I Rachel, know. tell me
0: all about that. Well, I just
1: feel like it was su- the surprise appearance, like I said, is just what is amazing. So it was the Royal Windsor Horse Show. This we knew. We were all expecting this event to play out. But then we were surprised by Queen Elizabeth showing up not once but twice. First, she was there on Friday. She watched her fell ponies compete. She was in a Range Rover for the p- first part of it watching, but people came over and greeted her at the window. And then then she actually moved to the stands in time to watch lady louise windsor ride by in prince philip's carriage and was it was a real moment and she the joy on her face was what and and she looked so elegant roberta like the headscarf the pink lipstick like and i think they thought that was like elizabeth arden or Clarence. we don't totally know exactly what the brand is but i just was here for it like Especially – I I was too. Yeah, and I think
0: too like to know like amid all these like cancellations of the state opening of parliament and then, you know, she's having mobility issues and then to see her looking so vibrant and glowing and like – herself just was really reassuring and and put a smile on my face I know
1: because right after that we had the she popped up at the Gallop through history and she was you know you have that was on Sunday that was on Sunday and you know you have this performance with Helen Mirren and Tom Cruise I told you there'd be Tom Cruise a plenty in this episode (laughs) and again like credit to Angela Kelly but she she just looked this picture of elegance in this soft gray and blue and yeah, she so had like healthy. a poncho on
0: almost. Yeah. yeah, I really liked the kind of styling because it was a bit different than what we've normally seen with her. And um, she did. She looked incredible. And she was dabbing at her eyes when Lady Louise Windsor rode by in Phillip's carriage for that, um, I think it was like the, the big... Uh, finale and it was supposed to be kind of a tribute to Prince Philip and I'm sure that was really touching for her to see her granddaughter doing this in Mm -hmm. Philip's actual horse driving carriage. Well, I I think just everyone watching
1: could breathe like a collective sigh of relief because she just looked so healthy and I think it bodes well potentially for the Jubilee. I like that she's being able to cherry pick what she's attending Um, and the surprise element takes the pressure off, right? And I did want to play that clip from the Parliament moment where they did call her out for the fact that she chose horses over that but you know what well played you're in your you know like you're 96 you deserve to choose what you want to do very humbly thank you for choosing us over the state opening of parliament you did the right thing so i loved it and we also saw her at um paddington station too and bright well, yellow the way she the way that oh wait to go, go back to go that back. clip though the way
0: that she like received that joke with like just a wave of her hand I mean she she's 96 she can do whatever she wants if she wants to just go to the horse things go to the horse things like that's fine. Like, I don't think anyone should be telling her which one she should go to And
1: this. Clearly, like, horses bring her so much joy. Like, just let her do that. Yeah. You know? Like, I just, I loved the, you know, the agency she has to make those decisions for herself, clearly. And then I did want to mention that she popped up at the Paddington Station opening of the Elizabeth line, and she was in yellow. And all I could think was, you know, last week we talked about Charles and William stepping in for the Parliament opening, and it really demonstrated her continual choice to be this rainbow queen, right? You know, yeah. In a sea of all of these suits, the queen is just this pop of light and brightness. And Mm -hmm. it makes it more exciting. So it made me feel a little like, oh, I don't want that to end. I think Charles might have to start wearing like a yellow suit to these things. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine? Like I was just thinking that because those images are some of my favorite, but because of that bright color. Wait Rachel, speaking of the lipstick, though, I just remembered
0: too that I saw a story that she put it on without a mirror in the stands watching the gallop through history. I was like, "Did you see that?" She I did see that story. You're reminding on your me, lipstick blind, and I do
1: that all the time, and it looks horrible. So, like, no, teach me your way. Like, I it's think just... that that's awesome. Wait, and Roberta, I did also want to mention because we got some feedback. We were supposed to see the kids, right? And oh, I, that's right. We yeah. were supposed to see the kids, and. Everyone reported the kids were going to be participating in in this at the Royal Windsor Horse Show for this gallop through history. But then the updated press was like, they weren't there and no one knows what happened to that. So the original report was in the Telegraph.
0: Yeah. And I think they're actually, that was always supposed to maybe be for the Platinum Jubilee. And we just, the news reports just all started echoing each other of like, it's going to be at the Royal Windsor Horse Show. But no, it's going to be for something later on. The question still remains: How is seven-month-old Sienna going to be in the carriage? <laughs> like, is there going to be a nanny? I still the am date concerned. has changed, but we still. But have yes, the we're sorry that, that didn't Yeah, because we did get a lot of like, wait, you guys, I know. Yeah, so well, hopefully we're staying tuned as well. But as I do
1: hope the Queen slows down. Like, take it easy. Surprise appearances, yay. Just keep it, like, low-key for I know. yourself.
0: Love to see her, but also want her to be well-rested, so. All right, just two quick updates about the Cambridges. One is that we're going to see them tomorrow. Oh, we're recording the day before this episode airs. So the day this episode airs will be the Top Gun 2 premiere in Leicester Square, and Kate and William are set to attend. And if we do get that James Bond dress moment – I mean, she set the bar so high with that, right? But I think Tom Cruise
1: movies deserve that same kind of treatment. So hopefully we'll get something great.
0: And then the other update, Rachel, I'm sending you a link now. She is at a garden party.
1: What? Is this at Buckingham Palace? Yeah, this is at Buckingham (gasps) today. Just now,
0: Amelia Wickstead, pink, bright pink with a Jane Taylor hat. She looks incredible. You can see people waiting to meet her in the crowds. And just the excitement on oh their faces gosh. is like all of us right now. Also, so. can we just get fun.
1: like for the jubilee weekend like a beautiful, you know, headpiece, fascinator, fascinator yes, because gosh, I just want that in my closet. Look at her, amazing. Everyone google these pics.
0: Okay. And then so Top Gun 2, but also Down Navy 2, which is more of our audience, alley, <laughs> I feel like. And that is out today, the day we are recording in the US. We got the chance to speak with the wonderful costume designer behind all those gorgeous outfits. If you see it this weekend, please let us know what you thought. Her name is Maya Machetta, and you can follow her on Instagram. It's just her name at Maya Machetta on Instagram. Here is that conversation. Roros, we're joined by Maya Machetta, costume designer for Downton Abbey 2, A New Era. She's also worked on the costumes for HBO's Catherine the Great, starring Dame Helen Mirren, and The Duchess, starring Keira Knightley, among many others. Welcome, Maya. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, you're most welcome. It's a pleasure to be
1: here. Thank you. We got to see the film last week, Roberta and I both separately, and It was incredible. We were blown away. We laughed. We cried. No spoilers here. But it was – I think the visuals of the costumes were just such eye candy and really a main focus. (laughs) So stunning.
0: And one thing we wanted to ask because what's unique. Obviously, like Rachel said, no spoilers. But what's unique about the movie is that there's a movie within a movie. So there's two different time periods. And there's also different locales, two different countries. The South of France being one of them. And so we wanted to ask you, what was that like designing such a range of costumes? I have to say it's been a great
2: honor to join the Downton team because it's been, you know, going for, I think, 11 years. Anna, Anna Robbins and I, we were both co-designing together and um, it got really well to um, me to design the new characters and design to design the film in the film because Anna has been designing um you know the downtown characters for the Crawley family and the downstairs servants for so many years so it worked really well to uh, have me on board with a kind of fresh look at everything and yeah it was just a really wonderful experience
1: Amazing. Where did you draw inspiration for the costumes? I mean, like R- Roberta said, there's such a huge variety. Were there any royal family tie-ins? Like, wh- how do you start? Are there mood boards that you put together? How does it work?
2: Yeah, um, we work very closely together. And yeah, we start with mood boards. And I think that's that's my favorite part of it. And um, for example, for the character Myrna Douglas, I looked a lot at um, 1920s, 19, early 1930s Hollywood uh stars, film stars like Richard Garbo or Vivian Lee or Marlene Dietrich. And um, we put lots of visuals together about textures, um, you know, shapes and um, a color palette, which is really important. And then we show this to Simon, the director and the production designer, and we all work really close together. So it's all in harmony, you know, that is really important.
0: And the Crawley family is, you know, this kind of aristocracy, blue blood family. Did you draw inspiration from any real aristocracy? Any, you know, are there any kind of royally tangential tie-ins there for the costumes? Yes, you look at
2: kind of like what the royals looked like at the time, and um, yeah, we definitely did did draw inspiration from that. Absolutely, and you know, they're really important. <laughs>
0: And you you worked with uh, the whole cast. You say you worked on some of the newer actors that were involved in the movie. What was it like being on set? We would just love to know because we enjoyed the film so much. We love the actors and actresses. What we're longtime like? Downton fans. Yeah,
1: <laughs> as are our listeners. <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
2: it was really special. And what was so beautiful is that everyone gets on so well with everyone. It's like a family and you know, people have grown up with each other, you know, the crawly children, they were very little when they started out, some of them were toddlers. And then you have these kind of 12 and 13 year old children next to you, which was really special. And yet was just really wonderful. And I was welcomed, you know, in the nicest way. And um I felt like being part of this family, um, you know, really quickly. It was
0: just really wonderful. I still miss everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anyone that stands out to you as being like the most fun on set or any, anyone you miss the most? (laughs) Hugh Bonneville is really funny. Hugh Bonneville. Yeah. (laughs) Lord Grantham. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're they're all just so kind and, um, like working with them in, in costume fittings, especially, um, It's just such a lovely collaboration and, you know, putting ideas together and it's all in harmony. And yeah, that's very exceptional, I have to say. I think it's one of the nicest teams I've ever worked with. And
1: yeah, I miss that. That's so lovely. Well, you have experience on so many different period films and now Downton. Because this is Royally Obsessed, we want to (laughs) ask, is there anyone that you would personally love to dress in the real deal British royal family? Ooh, <laughs> Prince,
2: the Duchess, you know, I would love to dress her. I love dressing men as well. So Prince William, Prince Harry. I love menswear. I love suits, you know, going to several row. And I really love a nice suit.
1: And William's been experimenting a little bit. I feel like we've seen a lot this year with like velvet and sort of some new, you know, testing things out. That Um so
2: beautiful.
1: He looked like James
2: Bond. It was like Really, um, <laughs> totally after, um, in a Craig know, Craig, James Bond, and he looked amazing too. So he looked, he looks very fresh and yeah, he looks amazing. Yeah. He's a great stylist.
1: <laughs> yeah. You mentioned William. Is there anyone beyond William that you feel is absolutely getting it right these days in the Royal family with fashion?
2: I think Eugenie and Princess Beatrice. They really, um, I really love their recent style, especially Beatrice. Um, she looks amazing. I love her hair, and I love the types of dresses she chooses these days. She looks really elegant and very sophisticated, and Eugenie as well, yeah. And they look great as mother. Really glowing, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Really yes. Beautiful. It seems like Beatrice, I think she does have a new stylist, so that might explain her uh, recent fashion choices. She
2: looks wonderful, doesn't she? She's so elegant and really beautiful. Yeah. She does, I know. That is always so stylish. I love it's understated but so beautiful I, and I especially love her
0: evening wear it's just yes yeah amazing. it's fun to watch it's, so it's really fun to watch
2: yeah, yeah. Elegant but understated not too loud yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: We wanted to ask, um, since, you know, Rachel and I don't even know where to start with costume designing. I mean, is there anything about your job that you wish people knew or that people don't quite grasp about costume designing? We just want to peek into your world.
2: Yeah, but especially on a film like Downton, um, because it's set in the late, this uh, film, A New Era, is set in the late 20s. It's a wonderful challenge. It is challenging, but it's a wonderful experience, of course, to find original um, 1920s costumes because they are very fragile. They were made out of silk and they were really, really delicate. And so being able to purchase these costumes and still find them, you know, over 100 years later is really challenging, but we were very lucky. We bought a lot of beautiful dresses, um, especially for the Crowley family and for Laura Haddock as Myrna from America and from Italy. And then also it's really challenging to find good fabrics or fabrics that were made nowadays and that resemble the original 1920s fabrics. So I think people might just sometimes think, oh, Costume designers might find this in a shop or you find a mm. for costume house. And it takes a lot of really hard work and endurance to actually make it work and also to make it look effortless. You know, once it looks effortless, like, oh, it was easy, then I think we succeeded because it looks great, right? But, yeah, that's really, I think, what most people might not know and that it also takes a long time to make a costume. It just takes up to two weeks or even longer to make wow. a beautiful evening dress because it's all some is machine made but then embroideries or embellishments um, yeah they take a long time especially also the um, 1875 costumes from the film and the film called The Gambler they took sometimes up to three weeks because of flowers diamonds wow. stuff is um, done by hand and it's all and up to end. it's not just people often say oh can you just just make this? The word gets used a lot and we all go, oh, don't like it.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: How big was the costume team on Downton doing all of those, you know, individual pieces and when it takes that much time?
2: We were about 30 team members. Wow. Really big workroom. And depending on how busy we were and how many costumes, because there's so many costume changes. Costume yeah. after costume after costume, which is so beautiful. Um yeah, we were up to 30 people at times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So a character like Lady Mary, how many costume changes would she have in the film? She would have
2: maybe up to three, three, maybe four um, costume okay. changes per day. So um, Per day. Wow. She had a lot.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, so
2: they all had a lot of costume
0: changes but I mean we're talking (laughs) yeah we're talking years though year it sounds like it could take years to create all of the costumes Mm -hmm. for a film like that that's incredible wow did you use anything from the series from the tv series or the first film were you able to pull things forward or you started all from scratch
2: Yeah, we used um, costumes, some costumes, not many from the uh, series and the film before, but most of it was, uh, you know, made from scratch or we bought new clothing. Also, we, you know, we've moved on in time slightly. So we are in the late 1920s and not, you know, early, early 20s. So the silhouette also changes, the waistline, you know um went up a little bit again so there was there's a really fine differences that i'm important to
1: um, address wow. wow well it's breathtaking to watch and i feel like that's i want i can't wait to rewatch it just to kind of zero in on all the looks because there was so much yes. fun stuff to see <laughs> total change of subject because you are based in the uk the jubilee it's coming up do you have what's the mood in london do you have any plans to celebrate we'd love to know
2: Well, the mood in London is wonderful. Um, I'm very lucky. I'm based uh, in this office next to St. James's Park. It's beautiful, and that's where Westminster Abbey is, and Buckingham Palace is not far. And there have been lots of parties, and of course there was one uh, Jubilee celebration at Windsor Castle two days ago, where also Tom Cruise uh, um, attended, and yeah, uh, we all look forward to celebrating the Queen, and she's just so wonderful, and I can't believe she's been our Queens for so
1: many years and done such an amazing job. And yeah, we all adore her. She's really special. How about her yellow outfit to open the Elizabeth line? What did you think of that? <laughs> I loved it. She always surprises us with some amazing
2: colors and, you know, she's always elegant. It's, it's like her work uniform, isn't it? And um, yeah, it's,
1: beautiful yeah i'm sure for you there's so much inspiration from the royals always but yeah it's been a privilege to talk to you today and we can't wait to recommend downton to everyone everyone needs to go see it this week thank you so much maya for joining us
2: okay you're welcome
0: Great, Rachel. Before we adjourn the Royal Pod, our highs and lows. It's time for the Royal highs and lows. My low is just that William got booed last weekend at the FA Cup final. It was on Saturday between Chelsea and Liverpool. As the FA president, he was there and he went to shake hands of the team on the field, and there was a bit of booing. So there's a clip from that.
1: The The
0: FA presentation party is. Led by the president of the Football Association, His Royal Highness the Duke of Cambridge, followed by the FA's. Chair it's kind of w. hard to Hewitt. hear the booing, but there was definitely a lot of reports that there was booing, and I think you know one of the main reasons given is that there is still a lot of animosity about this like absolutely awful 1989 disaster at Wembley Stadium where 97 people died in a crowd stampede, and there's been a lot of like. There was a political cover-up involved and all this stuff, so it is really sad and but taboo. Prince William, it no, just breaks my heart. Yeah. it's not okay. And no. yeah, so yeah, I I mean that that disaster is terrible, terrible. Don't get us wrong. It's just, ugh, I don't know.
1: Is there other ways to show your you know, upset over something. But what's your low, Rachel? So my low of the week is just everything to do with Deborah James. I'm sure you've been following that story. All of our listeners likely have, but she's the BBC host that was diagnosed with cancer, recovered and Her bowel cancer returned and it's untreatable. She was given a damehood last week at her home by Prince William, which was wonderful to see those images. Prince William and Kate made a personal donation to the Bowel Babe Fund, which is what she's doing to, you know, really, once she passes, continue the research on this particular form of cancer. But I think just for me, following along all the details of her story, how wildly positive she is through this whole thing. And just, you know, she's just been such a bright light for everyone kind of watching her go through something that's absolutely awful. I just, I think for me, it's just been, it's not quite a low, but it's been this thing that I've been thinking oh, of a lot. Oh, it's
0: gut-wrenching. It's, I, I teared up talking to you about it yesterday to think about how sad the situation is and what she's going through. And I
1: think it, like, it's a reminder we all need to like and slow down and just appreciate yeah, and, the little things i know that yeah. we say that a lot but celebrate everything
0: yeah well someone who has been celebrating that's a weird transition is megan the wino who eagle eye i feel like i zoomed in on this pic so many times but she brought boxed wine to the polo match watching harry play polo over the weekend i'm sending you the link tell me the fifth picture in this carousel tell me if i'm wrong there is a carton next to a glass of wine. It has to be that she brought boxed wine, right? Let me see. And him. if so, that's amazing. It makes my day. I mean, I hope so. She deserves it. <laughs> she deserves it. I was like, is it coconut water? Because you know, sometimes those come in those cardboard cartons. No, it has to be wine. It must the, be wine. The glass looks like white wine. So I just, I just want to know what brand too. it is. I know. And the shorts. She had two shorts outfits. She looks casual, laid back, California, Megan. And... Binoculars. She had like a chic pair of binoculars to watch Harry too. That was one of her. I feel like polo chic
1: so. is gonna now like radiate through the world. We're all gonna Ooh, dress like we're going to a polo you're match. It that
0: the next coastal grandmother
1: is yeah. polo chic grandmother. You need a better, you need to <laughs> workshop that for us, Roberto, because polo chic feels too I'll basic. Come up with a better yes, too. please. Polo, yeah, I'll, we'll see. All right. My high is just the most random moment. Kate going through the receiving line, I'm calling it that, at the Glasgow, University of Glasgow campus. And some random student waves a crossword puzzle at her. Um, it was from the UK Times and the, was like, I need help solving this clue. And it was a royal clue. The name, the what they were asking for was Sovereign's Annual Allowance. And there were two words. One was five and the other was four letters. Kate wasn't confident she could get it. She went to assist and she nailed it. The answer was civil list. I feel like it's fun trivia for all of us. I want to know the answer. Yeah, she second guessed herself at first and then she's like, oh, civil list. It's like, Dang, Gosh, she she well knows. done. And I think also for me, I just couldn't help but laugh at if you want to get the Cambridges or any of the Royals attention, you really might need to prep something out of the box. Like this was a great move. Bring a crossword, a crossword puzzle. puzzle. Something yeah. to Next stand out. Next
0: will be Wordle. Out. I'll get her like a Wordle. Yeah. Like Roy- <laughs> oh, wait, is Royal five letters? Yes. Yes. All right, yes. right. Done. done. Amazing. Okay. As always, before we close out the episode, just a few reminders. Follow us on Instagram. You can see that Queen's cocktail for yourself. It is a, it's stunning to behold. It's at royallyobsessedpodcast on Instagram. Also, email us your thoughts, info at gallerypodcast.com. Please, please, please leave us a five-star review. If there's anything you do for the Jubilee, do that. Leave us a five-star review, and, and order we will a sweatshirt. read it out loud. And order a sweatshirt. Shop.Royallyobsessed.com. You can wear your royal obsession on your chest, on your arm, with the tote. The corgi tote is so, so cute. It's I carry it everywhere. Right now. Yeah, it's sold so much, so we're really excited about that. Get yours before they sell out. Uh, this is a – it's actually a listener email from Stuart that we want to read. It says, congrats on the Tina Brown interview. This is such a great get for a guest. Congrats. I'm reading the book currently, and it's amazing to hear her talk about it. Well done. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Stuart. And Rachel, till next week when we really gear up for the <gasps> Jubilee, It's coming. Till next week.
1: God, God save, save the, the pod. Her majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally
0: Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production.